Good day. This is the Way Back to Eden's Ministry, a platform that promotes truth. I am your host, I am Bay Horse 326. The purpose of this podcast is to inspire this community onto higher heights in righteousness and to turn our hearts toward Eden restored. At this virtual filling station, I am inviting you to come on in and to sit down for a few minutes, listen in, and drink up these words of truth. Right here, right now, you can have your spiritual thirst quenched and receive encouragement by today's spoken word. Today's spoken word will be gleaned from the book of Revelation. Revelation 14 and verse 7. Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. And I will simply entitle today's podcast, Fear God and Give Glory to Him. John, in the Revelation, foretells the proclamation of the gospel message just before Christ's second coming. He beholds an angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. In the prophecy, this warning of the judgment with its connected messages is followed by the coming of the Son of Man in the clouds of heaven. The proclamation of the judgment is an announcement of Christ's second coming as at ha- is at hand. And this proclamation is called the everlasting gospel. Thus the preaching of Christ's second coming, the announcement of its nearness, is shown to be an essential part of the gospel message. The Bible declares that in the last days, men will be absorbed in worldly pursuits, in pleasure and money-getting. They will be blind to eternal realities. Yahweh says, as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So it is today. Men are rushing on in the chase for gain and selfish indulgence as if there were no God. No heaven and no hereafter. In Noah's day, the warning of the flood was sent to startle men in their wickedness and call them to repentance. So the message of Christ's soon coming is designed to arouse men from their absorption in worldly things. It is intended to awaken them to a sense of eternal realities that they may give heed to the invitation to the Lord's Supper, to the Lord's table. The gospel invitation is to be given to all the world, to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. The last message of warning and mercy is to lighten the whole earth with its glory. 
it is to reach all classes of men, rich and poor, high and low. We ought to go out into the highways and the hedges, Yahweh says, and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Are we doing this? We see the crisis of the ages that is upon us today, my brothers and sisters in this community. Many are giving allegiance to everything but to God. And they are saying everything that is transpiring in the earth today is because of climate change. And no one is seeing the handwriting on the wall and seeing that God is waking up the earth, waking men up to righteousness or unto destruction. You be the judge. The world is perishing for want of the gospel. There is a famine for the word of God, the truth. There are few who preach the word unmixed with human tradition. Though men have the Bible in their hands, they do not receive the blessing that God has placed in it for them. They are blind, they cannot see. The Lord calls upon his servants to carry his message to the people. The word of everlasting life must be given to those who are perishing in their sins. Wake up, wake up, wake up. In the command to go into the highways and the hedges, Yahweh sets forth the work of all whom he calls to minister in his name. The whole world is the field for Christ's ministers. The whole human family is comprised in their congregation. The Lord desires that his word of grace shall be brought home to every soul. To a great degree, this must be accomplished by personal labor. Not waiting for the ministers, the dumb dogs that will not bark. Every man is to be a personal laborer for the cause of Yahweh. Waking up their family members and friends and neighbors to that which is happening that which is coming into the earth this is your wake up call wake up wake up wake up trouble has come trouble is here it is time to make your calling an election sure this was yahweh's method he was a personal laborer whomever he met he admonished unto righteousness he gave the gospel, the good news of salvation. Are you, my brothers and sisters, doing the same? Christ's work was largely made up of personal interviews. He had a faithful regard for the one soul audience. Through that one soul, the message was often extended to thousands. We are not to wait for souls to come to us. We must seek them out where they are. When the word has been preached in the pulpit, the work has but just begun. There are multitudes who will never be reached by the gospel unless it is carried to them. That means you and I. The invitation to the feast was first given to the Jewish people. The people who had been called to stand as teachers and leaders among men. The people in whose hands were the prophetic scrolls foretelling Christ's advent and to whom was committed the symbolic service foreshadowing his mission. Had priests and people 
heeded the call, they would have united with Yahweh's messengers in giving the gospel invitation to the world. The truth was sent to them that they might impart it. When they refused the call, it was sent to the poor, the maim, the halt, and the blind. Publicans and sinners received the invitation. When the gospel call is sent to the Gentiles, there is the same plan of working. The message is first sent to be given in the highways to men who have an active part in the world's work, to the teachers and the leaders of the people. Let the Lord's messengers bear this in mind to the shepherds of the flock, the teachers divinely appointed, it should come as a word to be heeded. Those who belong to the higher ranks of society are to be sought out with tender affection and brotherly, and brotherly regard, just as the poor man, the beggarly. All must receive this invitation. Men in business life, men in high positions of trust, men with large inventive faculties and scientific insight, men of genius, teachers of the gospel whose minds have not been called to the special truth for this time. These should be the first to hear the call. To them, the invitation must be given also. There is a work to be done for the wealthy. They need to be awakened to their responsibility as those entrusted with the gifts of heaven. The means that God has given to the wealthy is to be used to wake up the world, not to be hoarded up and to, be, to build bigger barns, bigger homes, drive fancy vehicles, 10, 12 vehicles in one house. You can only drive one vehicle at a time and sleep in one bed at a time. Now is the time to heed the call. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Judgment is in the land, and I hope you can see it. They need to be reminded that they must give an account to Christ who shall judge the living and the dead. The wealthy man needs your labor in the love and fear of God. They too must be warned. Too often he trusts in his riches. We see that and feel no danger. The eyes of his mind need to be attracted to things of enduring value more than his possession. He needs to recognize the authority of true goodness, which says, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Those who stand high in the world for their education, wealth, or calling are seldom addressed personally in regard to the interests of their souls many followers of Yahweh workers together with God hesitate to approach these classes but this should not be if a man were drowning 
we would not stand by and see him perish because he was a lawyer, a merchant, or a judge. If we saw persons rushing over a precipice, we would not hesitate to urge them back. Whatever might be their position or calling or station in life, neither should we hesitate to warn men of the peril of their souls. Judgment, judgment, judgment. We must warn all in whom we come in contact with. None should be neglected because of their apparent devotion to worldly things. Many in high social positions are heart sore and sick of vanity. They are longing for a peace which they do not have. In the very highest ranks of society are those who are hungering and thirsting for salvation. Many would receive help if the Lord's workers would approach them personally with a kind manner, a heart made tender by the love of Christ. The success of the gospel message does not depend upon learned speeches, eloquent testimonies, or deep arguments. It depends upon the simplicity of the message and its adaptation to the souls that are hungering for the bread of life. What shall I do to be saved? This is the want of the souls of men. Thousands can be reached in the most simple and humble way. The most intellectual, those who are looked upon as the world's most gifted men and women are often refreshed by the simple words of one who loves God and who can speak of that love as naturally as the worldling speaks of the things that interest him most deeply. Often, the words were well prepared and studied, have but little influence. But the true, honest, sincere expression of a son or daughter of God, spoken in natural simplicity, has power to unbolt the door to the hearts that have been long closed against Yahweh and his love towards the human race. May you and I wrestle with God in prayer and then work with all the faculties God has given us. The Holy Spirit is provided as our efficiency. The Holy Spirit needs just a willing vessel, both you and I, to go and wake up the world as probation is closing on the human race. It's been almost 6,000 years that God has given humans to get it right. And the window of opportunity is closing. Will you and will I do all that we can do to win the souls of men? Will we be praying more earnestly for those both here and abroad? God has called us to do a great work to help to save the souls of men. If men of influence 
a large capacity for usefulness could be one for Christ, then through them what a work could be accomplished in lifting up the fallen, gathering in the outcasts, and spreading far and wide the tidings of salvation. The time is now. Rapidly, the invitation must be given, and the guests should be invited to the Lord's table. We are not to think only of great and gifted men to the neglect of the poorer classes either. Yahweh instructs his messengers to go also to those in the byways and the hedges, to the poor and lowly of the earth, in the courts and lanes of the great cities, in the lonely byways of the country. There are families and individuals, perhaps strangers in a strange land, who are without any church relations or affiliations, and who, in their loneliness, come to feel that Yahweh has forgotten them. It is your duty and mine to reach all that we can while we can before the door of opportunity closes. There are many who do not understand what they must do to be saved. Many are sunken in sin. Many are in distress. Many are perplexed. They are pressed with suffering, want, unbelief, despondency. Diseases of every type afflict them, both in body and in soul. They long to find a solace for their troubles. And Satan tempts them to seek it in loss and pleasures that lead to ruin and death. Satan is offering them the apples of Sodom that will turn to ashes upon their lips. They are spending their money for that which is not bread and their labor for that which does not satisfy. In these suffering ones, we are to see those whom Yahweh came to save. His invitation to them is, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Come and learn about your precious Savior who loves you, who has died for you. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto Yahweh. Hear, and your soul shall live. This is today's spoken word. Fear God, and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. Please note, today's spoken word and all prior episodes can be found on the podcast platforms, Spotify and Anchor FM. And you can find us under the name The Way Back to Eden. Please note, this ministry owns no rights to any songs that are shared on this platform. All songs are shared simply to inspire us unto righteousness. And as we part today. 
Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, unto Yahweh be glory in the body of Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Shalom in Messiah.